Welcome to my world again. It is Wednesday, May the 9th, 2018. This is Across the Table with Hannibal the Magician. And that's me, the Magician. I am sitting out in my backyard, uh, out just outside of my little space that I call Silver Vale. Silver Vale. <laughs> You'd learn to slow down when I'm dictating, I suppose. This is episode number 30, and in my head I have tentatively titled it Ceasefire, or maybe Forgiveness. I am healthy, physically. I am somewhat unhealthy mentally. I am in tremendous debt. I am months behind on my alimony. I am struggling for work. And I'm very hopeful that all those things will take care of themselves. I have some people that have beef with me, either because of jealousy or some misguided sense of chivalry or something. And I have to tell you, if you have beef with me, if you are upset with me, that's your upset. That's your problem. That is your emotion. It's your feeling. And you're, you have every right to it. But I have no beef with you. I am not upset with you. I am not upset with anyone. I do my best to love as hard as I can. It's a very bright, blue-skied, sunny California day. It's not too hot. And when I walked out here this morning, I see that some of the rose bush, some of the rose bushes are in bloom, which is really kind of apt to what I want to talk about. This wasn't an easy podcast to put together. I have pages of notes that I'm not going to use. I'll put them aside for another day for other the topics that I want to talk about. But today I want to speak about something really specific, something really specific to me. Uh, thanks for coming along on this journey, by the way. I uh, I appreciate you listening. We're not a huge audience, um, but there's a few of you that seem to faithfully listen to the ramblings that come out of my mouth, and I'm grateful for you. It is uh, the week before Mother's Day. My mother's birthday and my grandmother's birthday uh, both happened back in April, on April the 11th. Um, My mother's mother, that is. My father's mother, uh, Jenny, takes place in a different type part of the year. And I want to tell you about these women in my lives, in my life, and, and what they meant to me, what they still mean to me, and why they are instrumental in what I'm going to say here. It's very peaceful. My immediate bills are paid. I am, I am able to eat correctly and well. I am hydrating I have people that care about me and uh, stand in as, as therapy as best they can, since I can't afford therapy right now. It's important, and uh, as soon as I can, I'll be back in that, uh, back in that place again. It's, uh, I highly recommend it to anyone that feels they need it, even if it's just a twinge. Seek the help you need, and I'm off track already. Isn't that typical? Isn't that what I do? I think it's exactly what I do. 
You can probably hear the birds, which is amazing. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at at least five up in the tree above me. It's a beautiful white ash tree that's in, in the backyard. Maybe you can hear the wind chimes, although they're across the yard over at the house. I can hear them clearly. I don't know what's being picked up here, but if you can, they're a comfort to me. There's like a green canopy over my head. How much better could life really be? What else do, you, do, do I really need? Yes, I want to take care of my responsibilities. Yes, I want to make sure that the people that uh, I am responsible for are taken care of. That's very important. And I'll make that happen. But right now, I've got a breeze, and I've got birds, and I've got green. And I've got love. I've got love from all different directions, and I'm striving hard to give it to myself. Which, uh, as you know, for me isn't easy. Anyway, let's get back to the topic. Um, this is this is kind of a, of a rough patch for me. I'm going to start like from from my earliest memories. My grandmother Jenny, who is my dad's mom, um, when I was first born, uh, was apparently very very doting over me. I have vague memories of her. I can see her face. Uh, I remember uh, riding in the car with her, although I really couldn't have been more than two or three in these memories. Uh, I remember having having lunch with her in a very fancy restaurant, and um, I was in a jacket and a bow tie, and and she was uh, she was introducing me as her date. That's that's really the, the strongest, clearest memory I have of her, and I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world, and she loved to hear me laugh. Uh, Jenny passed away uh, when I was very, very young, and so those are the only memories I have of her. My grandma Hilda, who uh, my youngest daughter carries her name, uh, I spent almost every summer with her and my grandfather uh, in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I grew up on the beach. I grew up under the piers. I grew up fishing and watching people fishing and watching people clean fish and talk about fish and... (laughs) And I don't eat much fish anymore. Um, one of the strongest memories of my youth is at my grandmother's table, um, sharing watermelon with her, and and just talking about life and and what I could expect and what kind of man she thought I might be. And she said, "I don't know what job you'll pick, but I know it'll be in front of people." Maybe you'll be a lawyer or somebody who speaks to people or, or, or something like that. But I just, I can't see you not talking to people. You talk well and you talk loud and you talk with a good sense of pride. And I'd love to see you continue doing that. My mother gave me my sense of sarcasm. My mother gave me the dexterity I have in my hands. My mother gave me the pride to stand up in front of people without fear and without without stage fright. My mother was a beautiful singer. She sang for her church just about every Sunday. Uh, she did solos. She did choir pieces. She wrote a couple of songs that... Uh, she never, uh, she never sang for anybody else, but she wanted to see that she could do it. I'm not even sure she sang them for 
anybody but me and maybe my sister and my dad. Uh, and it really wasn't. I mean, there was no... It, she kind of played the keyboards, but she wasn't, she wasn't great at it. So it was mostly just a cappella singing and, and, and poetry that she had put down and, and sang out loud. But I remember that. And she sang with a big voice, even, even in small rooms. And she loved to sing. And when my first two daughters were born, she doted on them the way that Jenny doted on me. And she would take them out and, and, and play with them and, and, and spend time. And, uh, and she was taken too early. She was only 50 years old when she died. And if I haven't told you this story before, I have published it a few times in the blog and I've gone into some details and I'm not really going to go into details here because of the path I'm hoping this takes. My mother's name was Susan Adelaide Hodges and later Susan Hodges Hannibal. She didn't, she didn't much care for her middle name, but that seems to be the case with most people I know, so I don't blame her for that. She had a quick smile. She was a dynamite tennis player. She enjoyed good stories, and she enjoyed good wine, and she seemed to love life a lot. She embraced the lifestyle that my father brought to her. She was a devout Christian woman. She was very kind. Maybe I get my kindness from her, or at least what I strive for in kindness from her. She also had a very quick temper. And she was incredibly stubborn with what her beliefs were. And you would have to absolutely prove something to her, absolutely concrete, before she would change her opinion on anything. And that's, that's pretty awesome, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, when she was mad at you, she was downright mad, but she would forgive quickly. Once she was done, and once, once whatever punishment she felt was, uh, was done, was finished... She would forgive very quickly. And she'd be right back with smiles and laughter and, and forgiveness. So, let me think. 50, 70, my mother would have been 75 this year. She would have turned 75. Um, she passed away the year before I started being a magician. Uh, in 1992, she um, she never got to see me perform in that particular venue and in, in, with that particular art. She watched every play that I was ever in. She came to every musical that I was ever in. She came to actually see some of the bands that I played in once or twice. She was there for a couple of those. She was very supportive of art and of uh, and of me in particular. So, I have these gifts, and uh, I have all these gifts from, from the, the strong women in my life, uh, the strong mothers that I had, my grandmothers, my mother, the women that, uh, that looked after me and took care of me and, and, and raised me to, uh, to respect women, to respect women's heritage, to not look at them as the weaker sex or as the as the subservient to, uh, to treat the women that came into my life 
with his, with with the respect that I have, and and any mistakes I've made are my own mistakes and my own having the, uh, if you'll pardon the expression, having the patriarchy beaten to my into my head from a very young age, uh, just because of society. But uh, I've done my best to be respectful, and and I owe that to uh, to the strong women in my life. I'm I'm really veering off track, aren't I? The thing is. Life is hard, but it's beautiful, and 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 sometimes it's 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 dire, but it's still beautiful. I have two friends right now, two beautiful, lovely women in my life who are in a horrible pain, who are experiencing depression as well as as actual physical illness, illness, and no one seems to be able to diagnose exactly what's wrong with them. Uh, two fantastic artists who who are hurting who are who are cursing life right now because of the the pain that they're in who have have said out loud in public that every time they go to sleep they pray to not wake up simply because of the pain and there's nothing i can do about that except i can do card tricks my roommate was talking to me today my housemate was talking to me today and lily is um She's uh, she's the queen of burlesque of Hollywood. She's uh, she's a legendary figure from where she's from. She's an artist. She's a wonderful human, and occasionally she said the girls in her troupe would send her flowers for Mother's Day, which <laughs> sadly she's allergic to. She loved the gesture. She thought it was sweet. And I said, well, if someone was going to get you something for Mother's Day, what would they give? And she said, you know, I want you to do magic for somebody. She said, if you're going to do something for me, you should be out performing for someone, making somebody laugh. It doesn't have to be me. She said, you can do card tricks for me if you want to, and I'll, I'll love them, but what I really want is for you to go and make some stranger happy somewhere. These are the kind of women that are in my life. Little echoes of, of, of people, of my grandmother, of my mother, uh, that uh, encourage me to keep doing what I'm doing as hard as I can. I could be, and I am sometimes, very bitter for some of the cards I get dealt, for the isolation that I have from my children, from the, the, uh, the staggering debt that I've gotten myself into, for the mistakes that I made and the position that I put myself into. But it really is all part of the road, and, and who can say in the big picture what is good and what is bad? I'm here for a reason. I made a smart move. I came to Hollywood because, well, I was a really big fish in a really small pond in Charlotte. I love Charlotte. Charlotte had given me everything I could possibly ask for it, and I was, I was a celebrity there. And I tossed that away. I put that away. I put it behind me, and I came here to be in a really, really big pond with a lot of other fish and to say that this is what's best for me, this is where I'm going to put my stake, and I'm going to, I'm going to keep trying here. I'm not looking to be famous. I'm looking to make a mark, and I'm looking to change magic for the better, and I'm looking to change lives for the better, and to see what I can wring out of this life over here, this new life that I've established. And I'm proud to be here. And I got that pride, and I got that drive from the women in my life, from, the, from, the, from my mother, from my grandmother. If you're not happy, move on down the road, right? 
If you are being abused, move on down the road. If, 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 if it's not what you want in your life, pick it up. Move it. Go to where you are appreciated. Go to where you can, you can change things. Am I rambling? Yeah, I'm probably rambling. I hope you're getting something out of this. Life has brought to me some really big burdens. But I can stand here and I can look at life and say, okay, I'll carry that. I'm strong enough and I can make it and I can go forward from here. And while I do sometimes get bitter, I am not going to let the bitterness destroy me. And neither should you. As long as you're still pulling breath, as long as you can still feel, as long as, as, long as your heart is there, there's every reason in the world to keep going, to keep trying, to keep striving. I suffer from depression, okay? I seek therapy for those things. I seek green places and peace and quiet, and I work on myself, and I take care of myself, and I drink my water, and I, and I eat as healthy as I can possibly eat, and I, and I keep moving, and I walk, and I breathe. And you can too. I could let it make me be angry. I could let it make me be bitter. I could look at people who are <clears throat> cheating the system. Uh, people, um, forgive me for this statement, people with lesser talent who are in higher positions and have not worked their way to get there. Luck is, is a big part of all of this. And some people got really lucky. And I could be bitter about that, but I'm, I'm choosing not to. And you should too. And let me, let me make this an even bigger picture. I have held on to one small piece of hatred for a long time. I wrote about it. I blogged about it. I made it a thing. I put my name on it, and I put it out in public. And I received some sympathy, and I received some, some backup, and, and, and some friends always, always there for me. But I was wrong. Even though it's a little tiny piece of hatred and anger and fear, I've held on to it, and I've held on it for too long. So let this be, let this be a declaration. And gosh, aren't I being melodramatic all of a sudden? So when I tell you my mother died, she did. She died at 50 years old. I was the guy who turned off the machine when the doctor told me that her brain was gone and that all that was keeping her alive were the machines she was hooked up to. I signed the papers. I flipped the switches. I sat in the room and watched her stop breathing and watched her. As far as I'm concerned, she had already passed. Her consciousness was gone, so she wasn't really there in, in the body that, that she had resided in. But I watched her body quit. And I had my grief and I had my mourning. And unfortunately for me, I've held on to that mourning for far, far too long. And I did it because my mother was murdered. She was killed by someone she trusted. She... She, that's, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go down that sentence. She was killed. And the person that killed her never saw a day in court, is still walking around free, um, was examined, was, uh, you know, there was, a, there was an investigation. And what it came down to is uh, they came back to me with, there's not enough to take it to court, to take it to trial. There's not enough evidence to take it to trial. Uh, the exact words were, we firmly believe that this was a murder, but we don't have enough evidence to, uh, to put anyone on trial. So they walked away. They walked away clean. They went on to lead uh, a fairly successful life. Uh, 
and I have been uh, I have been stalking them on social media. I've been watching to see where they've gone and what they've done and who they're with and how successful they've become. And they're uh, they're old now. And I, my my bitterness and my anger and my hatred has not helped any of the situation. It has not brought any justice, it has not brought any reconciliation, and it has not brought me any peace. And that's what's been on my mind for most of the past few days. So I preach about love, and I stand up for love as, as the God that rules over me. And I, I thump my chest for kindness and, and forgiveness and all of those things, and while 99% of those of those things I have embraced and done, I, I have not let go of this yet. So today is May the 9th, and in four days will be Mother's Day. So for my mother, and for my grandmothers, and for all the women in my life who stood up for me and taught me to be a man, and taught me to stand in the gap between victims and abusers to stand up for women who, who are being oppressed or abused by their partners or, or by random men on the street. To, to be what a real man should be, and that is a nurturer and a protector and a, a partner. So for all of those things, and as a gift to them, I'm going to forgive the person who murdered my mother. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let go of bitterness. I'm going to let go of, of fear and, and hatred and everything else that I've carried for so long. I know you'll never hear this. I know you have probably erased me from your mind completely. But I forgive you. I still don't understand why. And I know I never will. And I cannot bring her back with my grief or my mourning or my hatred. So I don't hate you. And I don't wish any will on you, ill will on you. I do hope you live long, and I hope that you prosper, Star Trek. And I hope that you find joy and happiness wherever you are for this criminally short amount of time that we have on this planet. I forgive you. You killed my mother. You took a bright, shining star out of my life. And I've carried this anger long enough. So I forgive you, and I let it go. And this will be the last time I ever speak about it. I won't write about you. I won't bear any grudges. I won't come seeking you out, and I certainly won't stalk you anymore on social media. I will let you go out of my life as surely as you let me go out of yours. I will take the love that my mother taught me and I will try to plant it, seed it wherever I can. I will try to nurture it with kindness and hope that it bears fruit. And I won't let bitterness direct my feet anymore. Not against you, not against anybody. Love is real, love is powerful. Love allows for kindness and forgiveness. Love is not jealous. 
I don't know the entire thing. Love is not boastful. Love is kind. Love is love, is love and that's enough. My gift to you, my wish for you, if you were a mother or if you were a child, I wish for you peace. I wish for the world to be just a bit kinder to you than it is currently being right now. I hope that you can find the kind of peace that I've been seeking out. And more than anything else, I hope there's love where you are.